hello and welcome back to a very special festive episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling geeky download. My name's Tommy. I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident dubious cowboy of the pod, DL. Yippee-ki-yay. Motherfucker! How are you, mate? I am good. I am good. I'm feeling very German after that. Very German. I, I want to like, I wish I could talk like that guy. What is his like name? Like Alan, Alan Rickman. Is that what is his? Is that Alan Rickman? I didn't I'm even fucking realize. Alan Rickman. Oh my God, that is him. <laughs> How did you not realize this? Because I only know him as Snape. <laughs> not the guy from Love Actually. Oh not all God. of his other roles. I mean, no, he's Snape to me. He is Snape. To me. Obviously. Obviously. You should check out my new YouTube video on Podcast Assemble's YouTube channel where I talk about whether Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. Well, we're... And I bring up Alan Rickman a lot. We're going to be talking about it a lot today as well. I'm excited to talk about Die Hard. How are you, mate? Good, man. We are here talking about it at Christmas, so that's got to mean well, something. Well, it is a festive episode. That means something. How are you? How have you been? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I can't even tell you what I've been up to. There's been so much happening. Jonathan Majors got fired. Who would have guessed? Uh, and I'm heading back to the UK tomorrow. So we're just just squeezing this in by the skin of I our know, teeth aren't we are you what do you have those like free, fli- free, free flights free flights that'd be nice yeah, <laughs> pre-flight butterflies no You're not like, at all you've downloaded your stuff you've got oh, a book. that's tonight do you have a book yes i do have a book i have a book to read and you I can't tell you what it's called just like finish the golden sun so you can just you can probably finish, finish it. it today i will finish it tonight i can drop it off if you tomorrow. can bring it by by tomorrow morning that'd be <laughs> wonderful it's so good but no i gotta do all those things i've got to download shit to my ipad i've got to do the usual stuff you gotta do like the partner's done all her packing i've thrown stuff on a bed that's about as far as i've got right now but sounds like you're behind i'm so excited to just have a break same dude and be away same tomorrow not from our lovely listeners day, though we we appreciate you guys a lot we what do. are you going to be doing for the next three weeks? Um, I uh, I actually have a pretty jam-packed calendar, dude. We've got Watching like a, Aquaman 2. <laughs> I was trying to get across to Tommy. <laughs> I do not have time this holiday break to watch Aquaman 2. And you have Nor four weeks. do I have time ever. You so have I, I'm actually booked out for the rest of my life. What we need to know is for whether it's better activity. or worse. <laughs> than aquaman 2018 there we go i'm done no it's not how do you know that because i can see i know (laughs) i have a feeling for these things we talked about last week on our uh, end of year awards to be quite frank we said that it was gonna be what the most average what if it turns what if it turns out that it's actually amazing dude like i'm not even i i I deny your paradigm you don't come in with any hypothetical dude (laughs) (laughs) there's like not a there's not a multiverse where it's good Uh, the only one is the only multiverse where aquaman 2 is good is when vinnie chase got fired and it was (laughs) jake gyllenhaal it was jake gyllenhaal that's the only perfect hair oh we didn't do that last week in our awards the best hair of the year yeah that's that's one we should do it's a good point Ryan Gosling has great hair in Barbie. Very blonde. I would argue bad. You think that's bad? I mean, he's got good hair. But I think in general he's got too, great I don't hair. know why they bleached it. I don't think Ken was ever... Because Ken. He's we talked ble- about this when we did the bleached. episode. He's not bleach blonde. Go back and listen to our he's episode He's already Barbie. blonde. Yeah, but he's so bleach blonde as, as a, as a think, Ken doll. I think it's just more they like wanted to like make a statement. I think he's just copying the Ken doll, but we'll carry on with that. Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. Guys, if you want to jump around and not listen to us bunch about our weeks feel free there will be time codes in the description as always supplied by editing master mr matthew bliss stick around we'll give you his details at the end of the show and dl i have a quick question for you before we get into it yeah if if you were going to give this podcast a festive christmas present out of five stars how many stars do you think you'd give it as a as, as a gift? As a gift. Well, I'm a I'm a giver. You are a giver. So five. So five out of five. <laughs> Please give us a rating, guys. You can do it right there in app. It, it helps. We don't know how algorithms work. You probably know better than we do, but it really, really helps. Okay. DL, what have you been up to, buddy? I personally have not been doing much um, other than the chaos of the close of our work business, but... Beyond that, I've snuck a couple of things in. We've been watching Harry Potter for nice. some reason. I nice. think it's because I was like, it's leaving Netflix. I'm like, oh, that's like, we gotta watch it. But I'm like, it's just going to go on to binge. Like, it's on binge. <laughs> it's I'm like, thinking of getting rid of it. So binge over here, for anyone who doesn't know, in Australia is our kind of HBO Max. Not, you can't get rid of binge. It's all the HBO oh, stuff. What? Are, wh- when have you last watched binge in the last like I've watched six binge months. recently. There was, uh, what was it called? Actually, House of the Dragons on there. House of the Dragon. Damn it. Damn it. There was something else that I was Damn it, Game of Thrones. This binge is good. You just have to like be ready to go get into a drama. 
you know it's got succession but, but with the that. ui because the ui is so no, shit UI sucks. i would fight that ui no the ui sucks yeah it's the worst it is it's like un- inexcusably bad it puts me off going in to use it that's what's wrong with it yeah no i i that's when you know a ui is bad yes because like most of the time in this day and age uis are like passable yeah you know you're fine. not gonna it's like oh this has been annoying but whatever this one's like fucking shockingly yeah bad. as in it, um, as in it literally doesn't work freezes you like try and go back and it yeah. goes right yeah like it's like, it's, it's real, so it's, it's like so basic dumb. stuff like, yeah literally the whole ui of it's broken um, so that's what puts me off going in there to watch stuff on hbo yeah, but you, you've got me dig- digress i digress where we're harry we're, potter oh uh, yeah yeah uh but i keep falling asleep because it's like something about that movie like it just like lulls me into peace and i'm alan rickman <laughs> not, it's it not snape <laughs> definitely not harry either <laughs> I think it's just the music. We've recently watched, I think, the fifth one, and that's my least favorite of the movies. I'm just, I oh. honestly can't really. I, we, we've rewatched them every year or like right. every other year now with Gail, and I can't do it anymore. Well, I need the show to come out. Yes, same. Because be with the pod, we've done the third one, I think, last time. Yes. That's my favorite one. And then, yes. private, personally, been watching it back up to the fifth one. I'm like, I do not want to talk about this <laughs> it's so bad like everything about it they ripped the heart and soul out of the book and just went nah, it's all yeah right. they fucked the fifth one up yeah big time the fourth one's good though it's um, one of my favorites and people don't like it for some reason the movie yeah i thought it was good i think it's the long emo hair they all have well they definitely reason. like it was like really they weird how their hair was <laughs> it was like it was peak so, emo era so is that why yeah it was it was like that that era it totally was um i did actually speaking of speaking of fun throwback movies we watched a fun throwback movie this week actually we watched the Pirates of the Caribbean first movie. That's a great movie. It's amazing. Yeah. It's one of my all time favorites. And I'm second current... one's not bad either. It's not great. It's oh, I don't mind as, the second it's, one. It's pretty good. It's got it's got like merits. Yeah, it's not as I mean, it's never gonna the be first one's good. iconic though. My favorite thing about the whole movie, and it sort of leans into a YouTube uh, little um, set of videos I'm currently working on, is like perfect character introductions. And the mm. way Jack Sparrow is introduced. Yes, iconic. iconic. Absolutely iconic. Does he just like step off his sinking boat? Yeah, he's literally like, <laughs> you see him, he stood yeah. on top of the mast and you think, wow, that's epic. And then yeah. it zooms <laughs> out and he's just like, the whole boat sunk except for yeah. the top of the mast. It's, it's literally perfect. In fact, that movie itself, I would say, is one of the best of that generation. I can't believe he didn't win an Oscar for that. No, neither. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, he is Jack Sparrow. He's a, He's meant to be a bit of a bad bloke behind the scenes, though, so who knows? Maybe that I mean, like, factored in. I don't know, whatever. He is Jack Sparrow, though. Like, yes, he literally, literally is him. He lives the life of Like, he Jack goes... <laughs> he's, a, he's actually a pirate. He, uh, he, he hangs out with Somalians all the time. He goes into hospitals and stuff dressed as just Jack Sparrow. Like, he takes time off set to just go and do that. That would be one I'd love yeah. to see a rebootuation of. That would be interesting. Didn't they just do that? I didn't think so. I just think you can't really. There's just too many of them. I, there's so many and they've all been like led by him. And I just don't think it'd be tough to like recreate. Like, he's the, the magic, part of yeah. that. You know, he's pretty unique. That performance is yeah. so unique. Completely. Yeah. And I think you got lightening the bottle a little bit with like Kira Knightley. That, she was, you know, she was like underage when she made that movie. She lied about her age to become like a star in a movie. Good for her. Yeah. I do the same thing for a Disney movie. Me too. Yeah. They probably paid her absolutely pennies at the time, yeah. but now she's worth millions, so well, good for you, her. And she did you'd get for that movie you'd get the what do they call them? Uh, just the reciprocals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be the standard stuff. rate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean fair play. played a lot. Like. Yeah, it's like fifty grand I think, yeah. for being a, a first actor. Anyway, great movie. Had a great time with it. Residuals uh, would would certainly it. recommend going back and watching, or if you've never seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Have you been living under a rock? I recommend you watch it immediately. <laughs> what else have you been doing, buddy? And then I've been reading uh, the book you lent me. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that's Gold, the sequel. Golden Sun, the sequel to The Red Rising. That you've not shut up about Every for pod, six weeks. Every pod, you'll hear where I'm at. Uh, so it's at least four more books. So, Oh, really? Okay. I, I think think there, maybe three. Maybe three. Well, it's trilogies you told me that one time. Yeah, so. but there's another. It's like a set. There's another, another trilogy. Six book series. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I don't know if it's a time jump or just they change. So talk to me. Completely yeah. spoiler free. How do we feel about the second book? Because we said we left off Red Rising, good book, had some problems with pacing, had some problems with it being this dude's first attempt at writing a novel. Yeah. How do you feel about the second book? Uh, I think it's definitely a bit more refined. I mean, it's not like uh, his his writing style doesn't change all that much, but okay. it's not as like bludgeoned, like okay. short sentences all the time. It's still, I think there you might have a problem with it in the sense that like it still moves. Don't talk for me. It still moves quickly at times. Okay. Like where you're like, holy shit. Someone, but I think that's kind of the style. It's like 
because mm. the main character is like all about momentum like, yes and okay. meteoric rise like I, before i'm kind of caught kind of thing mm. so there's definitely moments where you're like fuck they're speeding through stuff right. but it's like exciting as it happens uh the world they definitely open up the world a lot more so okay, like cool. more stuff makes sense that way that's but it's, good it's still also kind of expanding even as i'm about halfway through mm. um because there's a lot of universe to explore i suppose yeah yeah but it's 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 almost like like Darrow, the main character, is discovering it as well, but also he knows a lot about it, about the stuff, so it's like confusing. But I, I, well, it's he, really good. He I did like, like a Matrix style download in the first yeah, book where he learned exactly. everything. But it's like he then why haven't you thought about this in the last? You know, sometimes I kind of like get I'm like a little bit around. I'm like, oh, you know this, but we just never. But it's it's mostly really. It's I think it's improved. It's a different setting. Okay, it's a different setting. It's way more well, game. Of, don't Game tell me. Thrones, okay, yeah. that's good. Don't yeah. tell me. I'm, that's all. That's all. I'm uh, I'm ready to jump back into it. I've got a couple of books to get through first before I get there. And hopefully I'll come back after the crisp festive break and I'll, be able to tell you all about the book that I'm currently reading. I'll, awesome, man. I'll be done with the third one by then so I can lend it to you. Something Something Assassins I'm reading. I've, it's it's good so far. I just haven't had a chance to read it. Something Something busy. Assassins. You don't something, even know Something Dark Side. <laughs> it's very, very good. Glass I, Throne, I think untitled. it's called. Untitled. Glass Throne, I think it's okay. called. I've heard Throne of, of Glass. No, I've heard of Throne of Glass. Yeah, it's good. Strong beginning. Strong yeah. beginning. I think it's gonna get. I think it's gonna get better. Um, the last thing I've been up to this week, and I think you may have been too, is I finished the latest season of Rick and or Morty, which I really enjoyed. The last one I saw, I forget, was it? It was something with like the letters. Oh, I liked that one. That think, one was good. That was like a, an old school. Mor- I think that's episode. a penultimate episode. So yeah. I think you've only got one left. That's yeah. a good one. It had iced tea in it, right? Yeah, it did. That was like one of the like an old school episode. It was kind of like not connected to anything. Well, it's a harken yeah. back to an older episode. Yeah, but right? it, it's not. It's one of those like kind of stands on its own. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And I think there were a good few episodes this season like that, and I really liked that they've gone that direction with a lot of it. So then there was one that was like super. Canon-y. Yeah, they did the one with like yeah. uh, evil Morty yeah. quotation marks, whatever it was, trying to find the prime. Rick or whatever it was yeah. and that was fine i liked it i liked what they did with it it's interesting that they sort of gave rick a, an ending closure and then had to carry on with life yeah i found that really interesting uh, like they, there's still evil morty hanging out but yes who doesn't seem that evil he just seems like a dude who wants to be left alone yeah well that's exactly what he says <laughs> <laughs> but like i don't see what's evil about this guy yeah let him i feel the same some introvert. weekends yeah, yeah exactly just leave the poor kid alone the final episode uh it's not canon or anything it's just a good solid rick and morty episode i just had a lot of fun with it yeah. Just back to basics a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Rick and Morty doing Rick and Morty stuff. Um, I, I vibe that. Yeah. The last episode, I would say, is a standout, actually. It's all about fears and their own, like them having to face their own, the things that like keep them up at night. It's, it's kind of good. It's interesting. Mm. Yeah. I'd recommend. Okay. If anyone hasn't seen Rick and Morty, again, where have you been under a rock? But uh, yeah, it's worth it. The seventh season. I don't think it's lost quality. I think it's interesting without justin roiland i know he did a lot of ad-libbing and stuff during the the recordings mm. so he's just different without him it's different it's not i bad, haven't really different. noticed it but Neither. i think if i went back and watched like the first two seasons yes. i might yeah but because it feels like it's been this way for a while like where there's less of mm. that and more structured like episodes that are like yeah. to the point and story driven yeah. i haven't really noticed i'd say i noticed more with morty like that voice mm. i definitely notice it when he's talking and it definitely feels like it's not as conversational, if that makes sense. Mm. It feels like they are reading lines mm. rather than it being like a dialogue between two voices in one dude's head, you know? Yeah. Like, but that's all right. You know, like they'll get like the people they've now got get used to it. And I highly recommend going and checking out season seven. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, guys, if there's anything that you would recommend us going and talking about, we would love you to. Um, hit us up at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. We love it when you send us stuff. We'll call you out. Yeah. We didn't have any recommendations this week, but we did have one of the friends of the show, Leone, send us <laughs> an overview of the new movie Wonka, which is that its review at a top level is that it isn't good, but it isn't bad enough to be interesting either. Now, I wasn't going to recommend we talk about Wonka at any point of the podcast. Gonna, I'm surprised you're talking about it. Wow. Like, that's yeah. that's brutal yeah i guess it's like exactly what i thought it would be yeah you know yeah like i liked him with chalamet though i thought he might have you know i'm sure if without him it would be worse <laughs> yeah like it's not like an insult to him i just think like how many times are you gonna tell this story well it's, a it's pre- also it's new a prequel, it's like a prequel so, yeah. yeah 
I don't. I just don't really care, do I? Well, that was one of my favorite <laughs> con- controversies of the year. Hugh Grant was in a red carpet for something or other, and the interviewer was being all American and like, "Oh my god," and this, and he was just like, "I, I don't give a shit." Like literally, <laughs> that was his reaction. She's like, "Oh, let's talk more," and he's like, "No." I'm <laughs> like Hugh Grant. He's he's done with Hollywood. He's so degaff. He's gone. <laughs> anyway, send us stuff, guys. We love it when you do. DL. Yeah. Do you want to preface our main topic for this week? It's the main topic theme. This week, as we already talked about, we are doing Die Hard as a Christmas movie special for jingle all of you. Bells, jingle, jingle bells, jingle bells. Um, we are. It's yeah. Die Hard, baby. We finally got here. We did. It's also a movie that I haven't seen. Yes, it's well, I've seen bits, episode pieces, and a movie you haven't seen. So it fits over two categories. Maybe? Yeah, the ones two categories. We should have seen, but haven't. Yes. We'll, we'll count it. Do you have Finally, a stupid one plot summary? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like one of the most watched films of my life. Yeah. Do you have a stupid plot summary, DL? I do. Barefoot, hide and seek, yippee ki <laughs> Space free. Nice movie. and simple. I love yeah. it. Mine is just Home Alone, but with significantly less violence towards the bad guys with way more explosions. True. It is very home alone <laughs> It is so It's like, alone. you know, you're stuck in a house with someone. Yeah. It's like kind of the opposite. They're trying to get in. Well, I guess it's Home Alone. It's Home Alone. It's Home Alone. It's Home Alone. But home the alone bad guys are already alone. in the house. Yes. Well, they are in Home Alone kind of as well. Eventually. Most of it. Yeah. I like bloody love Home Alone. We should talk about that at some point. What is your favorite Christmas movie? I'm not sure if we've talked about this in the podcast. I would before. say Home Alone's up there. Yeah. I think a Christmas story. We definitely talked about this because I have uh, a, an opinion on this. I think Home Alone 2 is better than 1. It's not a bad opinion. It's, it's not a bad opinion. opinion. Spicy. I don't even think it's that spicy. Both those movies and are really good. Fight in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like they're both. You could you could make that argument. It's yeah. set in set in Chicago. Uh, New York. New York. Yeah. yeah. This one's set in LA. Uh, well, anyway, this is from director John McTiernan, who you would know from some of my favorite movies growing up, including this, obviously, The Last Action Hero. Did you ever watch The Last Action Hero? Uh, I think you told me that. I, oh, isn't that Martin? Isn't that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Movie. Yes. Yeah. He, so it's, but it's like a real interesting like take on, take on it. So like Arnold Schwarzenegger is literally a, a movie star in it and he comes to the real world and he's finding out that the things he does in the real world actually have consequences and stuff. It's really, it's really f- great movie. Real good um, twist on the genre. Uh, he did Predator. He did my actual favorite Die Hard movie, which is Die Hard with a Vengeance, Hunt for Red October. And I was thinking to myself when I was reading this list of like movies, I was like, this guy was he a was pioneer. Good. No, he was definitely... He Where was... did he go? So I actually did a bit of research in the background and apparently in 2006, he pled guilty to making false statements to the FBI during an investigation uh, into wiretapping uh, of a movie producer. So he was sentenced to four months in federal prison and he's never been able to get back into Hollywood since. Because of that? Yeah. How mad is that? That's so random. Like, but he was wiretapping a producer. So Why? Like, Something happened. Great question. There's some more to that. There's got to be more to this story. Yeah. If anyone knows, at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the podcastassemble.gmail.com, let us know. But this is such a great cast. Bruce Willis, Top of his game as John McClane. Can't beat it. Alan Rickman. As, Alan as Han, Rick- as Hans I can't Gruber. believe I didn't realize <laughs> Hans was Alan Rickman. Reg- Reginald Vell Johnson as Sergeant Al Powell is great in this. Uh, I wanted to also call out Paul Gleason, who is the police captain, uh, Dwayne T. Robinson, who's also from Breakfast Club, you'd know him from. Mm. Like, it's such a fun cast. Everyone's great, even like the background guys. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it is. The terrorists. Uh, it's just a real like great collaboration of of people sort of in a good place in their careers i would say i think also it's just like a, the, the end of the 80s yes but like in a good way so end like, of the 80s yeah i'm with you on that 100 percent. um what kind of goes down in the plot then dl talk me through this basically we got a new york cop going on holiday vacation uh to california to meet up with his separated wife, wife estranged wife i'd say mm. uh they're strange because obviously we learn she's They're strange. We're strange. Come on, we're, we're all a little str- bit strange. They're strange because he's he's basically having trouble with the decision that she's made to prioritize her career. Yes, um, and we're visiting her Hollywood party. Hollywood, sorry, her her work Kinda. party, her work party in the Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, the Nakatomi Plaza, very shishi affair. They've tuxedos and violins. I, and- I think the story is that he was sent an invitation by accident, which I really appreciate. Oh, for is, this. is that actually there. the story? Yeah, I think so. He's there yeah. by accident. I really, I really like that. But you know, we don't need to tell people what happens in Die Hard. It's no, you die know, hard. you should know at least. We should talk about 
is this a Christmas movie or not, DL? I mean, definitively I, I don't from the mouth it, of the horse. How could it not be? I think so too. Yeah, I mean, like it starts out. They talk about Christmas consistently. It is. They talk about it. What are you doing for Christmas? It's a Christmas. Christmas party. There's like yeah. multiple kind of Christmas songs, not Themes. like within the within the uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and it's not like there's about a middle part where it doesn't come up at all, and it's a pure action movie. But at the end and the beginning, it is very much all about Christmas. 100%. And the themes are about, you know, family style themes. Absolutely. So I'd argue. And I would also say, go away, as I mentioned, to our YouTube channel and check out our latest video on Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It just is. Like, you can say what you want. It's got all the themes of a Christmas movie. It's like all the through lines. It's set at freaking Christmas. I don't care what you say, Bruce Willis. This is a Christmas movie. So he said it's not. Why do you say it's not? Because uh, he's just an angry man. But <laughs> Bruce Willis, you know, like he's in a bad place now. Yes, so yes. I hope he, I hope he's okay. But this is such like a time pull for me. Like, yeah. if could you imagine getting on an airplane and a dude having a gun like in 2023? Could you imagine no, that? No. Like, like smoking indoors. All these things. I'm just no. like. Holy shit, this stuff just Even just like a badass anymore. action hero smoking is yeah, these days. Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. you can't smoke on screen if you're that anymore, basically. Yeah. Unless you're in like a Tarantino movie, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can. You just probably cost extra. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. The, all the insurance that has to go around. And just like all the like 80s like tropes as well with yes. like the like the the guns the the way they sound the way they look the terrorist guys are all just german and yes like yes. classic 80s villains i'm surprised they're not like, russians actually yeah I, w- I was gonna say german was kind of weird yeah it's interesting in that way maybe eastern european maybe it was the accent they could do maybe eastern that was european <laughs> seems fair could he do it Alan Rickman, was his German accent good? Oh, I couldn't like, really oh. tell. I'll tell you what was worse. I don't know a good German accent. I'll tell you what was worse when he was trying to do his American accent halfway through. Oh, and he was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not with them. You're like, that's not that's not what you think <laughs> it is, Alan. Them. Alan. He went, he goes full like hick in it. He's like he full like South Carolina. Yeah, he's like, like, dude. No, he doesn't. He would be like, what is the, the like, Oh Frank. God! You're with you're one of them. Yeah. What it's is so- it? It's like Frank. What is it, Frank? What's it called from that Netflix show? The Peach fucking the president, Frank Underwood. Oh right, sorry. Right. Like, from House oh, of Cards. I do declare. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's I'm like, the, a, like a Georgia Peach. He's like the chicken lawyer from uh, Family Guy. Knock knock. <laughs> like, anyway. We we make fun of this, but you you literally can't look past like the cultural impact this movie had. Like in general. I'm talking about Bruce Willis for a reason because literally until this point, action movie stars were just getting bigger, more muscular, more steroided up. And it was sort of like, you've seen Commando, you've seen, yes. you know, Money all those predator, types all the of ones movies. That this guy made. Literally, predator. literally, yeah. Predator. And it, it's so interesting that this changed direction on that so much. Like, this introduced the everyman action star. And I love Willis in this. Like, he's, I mean, he is pretty like, ripped in the sense that like he's not he's not shredded he's just like he's athletic he's athletic but he's toned like yeah. he's not a lot yeah. of body fat he's yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. he's not like arnold schwarzenegger gonna no, pop no, your no, head no. with he's his not on bicep yeah he's just a normal looking dude yeah like i could imagine him being a new york cop you know what i mean like i could yeah. imagine that mm-hmm. you know he's got the receding hairline mm-hmm. he he's just a dude and pulls i pulls off the that. receding hairline well yes i would say also pulls off a shaved head pretty well yeah, do you reckon? Over time. Yeah. I'd say later on he pulls off a shaved head well. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those movies for me that really, like, I, I know this isn't exactly blowing anyone's mind with spice opinions, but it just, like, the whole Nakatomi Plaza thing set in one, uh, one spot the whole time. Really compelling, different villain. Again, not just, like, a cackling idiot, someone who's, like, intelligent, mm. has, like, a well-thought-out plan, is ready for almost any scenario. Like it's just so like so interesting and so well done. Yeah, what what is their end goal? Why like we thought it was like there was some crazy terrorist group, but really he just wants money. They're trying to steal the barabons from from the building. So this. So why did like, they want all the people released? They didn't want the people released. That was a so, distraction. It's a distraction. So what the goal? What the goal was? We'll talk about this when we're talking through the yeah. movie in a moment. They were sending the all of the hostages up to the roof, expecting that the police would try and take like take them out while they were uh. while they were on the roof in the helicopters and they'd rig the whole roof with explosives to blow up so like that's one of the big action scenes no, where, i remember where that they i blow didn't it up really anyway. understand the strategy behind the strategy it. was the strategy <laughs> was right they blow up the building effectively or the most part of the building so the police think that they're dead and they just escape in an ambulance mm. that's how they were going to get away with it now second follow-up question 
why did the limo mate, what was his name? Old mate. I forgot his name, but just yeah. sit there. Argyle. Arg- why did Argyle, no, not even just sit there. Fair enough. Like he's just having the best time. You know, he's listening well, he's getting to music. Paid. That's why he's sitting there. He's, he, was he getting paid? Yeah, he was getting paid by the hour. I don't know. It, like, and because he, he's not driving, he's a limo driver. I think you get paid when you He was driving. waiting for Willis to come back at he the end. He was deciding if he would. Yeah. And he, it doesn't really matter. Semantics. Why did he just theoretically just punch a paramedic like you know what i mean he had no context as to what he, was saw, happening. he saw he saw it come out of the oh no he had the radio i think at one point he's talking to bruce willis uh, no that's the cop i think he was just hanging out down there the whole movie he sees a paramedic he's like this guy's fishy he's like just a black paramedic right into in 1988 and fucking nope. knocks him out it's like dude if that was actually a paramedic you'd be in jail <laughs> like, why why is that your reaction no one's seen a black paramedic in 1988 and that's the problem there. i guess that's what effective what happens is the movie kicks off we see john mcclain arriving in in los angeles what a as name. dl said great really good name uh he's accidentally been invited to this party he goes, he's trying to um, effectively make, make things up with his wife and terrorists arrive, right? Hans Gruber, a whole bunch of, it's 640 million in bearer bonds, which doesn't sound that much these days. That would probably get you about three weeks in New York City. Um, but, <laughs> but like the setup of this, I just really like. Mm-hmm. It's simple, but yet so effective when you when the characters start building, like the dynamics between the different people. Bruce Willis is thinking, Maybe his wife is hooking up with this coked-up idiot. Um, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? The the people that have taken her away from him. He's just trying to decompress and doesn't know how to express emotions because it's the eighties. And he's, he's a man character. Who, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I really like this. The setup of it's great. Like the the world they initially build. It's very LA and it's really interesting. Totally. Totally. It is LA. Is this a famous building in LA? Uh, we'll, I we, should know. We, we might get to that okay. in trivia if you're. I don't remember. Uh, ooh, we'll I mean, come back to that in trivia. True or false? Century City is a very famous like area for all right. the big buildings. So right, I, right, I know right. where it is. I just don't know if this is particularly famous. It's a cool building, though. like the Nakatomi Plaza itself. It's you know it's splattered on T-shirts. It's everywhere. It's I think there's a podcast called the. Mm. It's like the Nakatomi uh, Break Room or something. This, it, I mean, it, the place looked nice. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, until they had their way with it. Until it got fucked up. Yeah, I think like the cinematography of this progresses really interestingly because you see at the beginning it feels almost a bit two eighties. The way it's you know you get the mm. shot of the airplane coming down. It's that sort of almost neon orange of the sunset as it yeah, touches yeah. down, and then it gradually progresses to being like in the building, and you, it's very stark differences. But the way it's shot is really beautiful, especially when he's like on top of the building and you get the shots of the surrounding area too. Yeah. And you see bodies falling out of the building. I really like what they're doing with this. Dude, how about the guy that's like, or sorry, the 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 stewardess that Bruce Willis just like gives the eye to. And I was like, that's so random. What was going on? He, he eye fucks the shit out of so many yeah. people in this movie. <laughs> like the like the really young chick who, with the blonde hair runs past him in the airport and he's like, damn. Like, like it's what? like multiple times I'm like this guy is ready to be divorced. A hundred percent, right? A hundred percent. And if you watch any of the other Die Hard films, you'll probably find out there's a reason for that. Okay. Uh, but... <laughs> so it's just within character. <laughs> it really is. Okay. The fun thing I find about this is is that it set up a lot of the tropes we now take for granted in a lot of big budget action movies did you, did you see that feel that when you were watching through i i did i did i also feel like it looked good though yeah like, definitely like it was like it wasn't like overdone or underdone there's only one part where i like when the helicopter was falling down yeah and exploding it didn't look terrible it just didn't look felt like miniatures it, it if, i couldn't tell if it was bad cgi or miniatures but it wouldn't have been cgi yet, huh? i think a lot of the explosions were real explosions yeah. in this so I'm not sure about the helicopter specifically. But, it, they... but that part looked specifically weird. Right, yeah. right, 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 right. But I mean, we probably couldn't just blow up a building in the center of um, no, uh, LA, to be quite frank with you. Uh, but obviously the story progresses and McLean effectively gets separated in the building. And he's in the vents, man. He's he's a guy, he's a guy fucking it all up for Hans, isn't he? Yeah. He's making it a living nightmare. The thing I most like about this is the the fact that Hans doesn't realize that Holly Gennaro, Holly McLean, is mm-hmm. John's wife. And she's kind of, he obviously, he murders the head of the company straight away. I thought that was crazy. Was brutal, like, right? Maybe just like give him another chance. Nah. Because he will, nah. he might be able to actually just get you the money and save the whole 
save the whole issue. <laughs> you know, like, well, well, that is, they did it the hard way. But it's that, that's part of the plan. They want they want the police to come there. They want the FBI to come there. So they so need the FBI. Saying, but it was kind of like a revisionist plan. It felt like I don't know. It comes all the way through. They need the FBI to come so they cut the power to the building so they can get into the last part of the vault. They can only get in if the power is not on in that mm. part of the vault. What they want is they want a big ruckus. They want everyone to think they're dead at the end because the building explodes. And then they just sail off into the sunset. Why would you go looking? They say in the movie, why would you go looking for someone who's dead? Mm. You know what I mean? It's great. It's a great no, plan. No, I remember that at the end. You still have to like find their bodies. But... It's a great plan. But the, that, <laughs> that shot of Willis in the in the vents is yeah. like I, iconic. It's iconic for sure. So many iconic scenes. It's where he jumps off the building with the um with the hose. Like the whole thing, man, it's great. The ho 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 on the jumper. What did you think of that when he starts like? I thought that was the best. I thought yeah, that was right. the best. It was really funny. And how he's just like fucking with the guys after he kills his brother. It's so and he's yeah. he's brutal to that guy. Yeah. He's they, I mean, that guy has a pretty gnarly death. <laughs> multiple deaths. <laughs> yeah. Comes back for a bit yeah. at the end, just hang it out. Um yeah, look, the uh, I think in terms of performances, I've sort of already talked about um Bruce Willis, but talk me through Alan Rickman. He was so good you didn't realize it was Alan Rickman. I you thought he was actually Hans Gruber. I just I just thought he was some German guy. But now that you say it, that the voice is obvious. Yes. It's obvious. But like I just like and I kept seeing him being like, who is this guy? Like I did <laughs> I did think that, but I just I never looked it up to be honest. I was working while I did this. Because well, I'd seen this movie partially, I thought I could do it. Obviously not, because I didn't really understand their plan. Well, we talked about it. I mean, yeah. this is Alan Rickman's first Hollywood job. Great. I find that fascinating. Great. He was well known well. TV and theater in the UK. Came well, in that there. case, I could see why he was good. Yeah. Theater actors. They, I mean, but it doesn't always work, man. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't always go that way. And there's just so many good scenes between the two of them. So, for example... The scene where Rickman and Willis meet for the first time. The one we were joking about where he pretends he's, he's one of the hostages. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently that was unrehearsed because they wanted big like spontaneity between the actors and it to feel realistic. Okay. I really like that. Yeah, Little good. things like that. That's a sign of like a really good director who probably went to prison for a long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another standout favorite. What was, he, what was he fucking wiretapping for? I don't know. We need to I, work I need up. to know. I need to we'll know. Go- we'll, we'll Google it before yeah. the end of the podcast. Another standout for me is uh, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson for this. So that's the Sergeant Al Powell, who's outside with the radio. I love it. He, he refuses to cooperate. Uh, Willis refuses to cooperate with anyone else. Such an interesting character. Yeah, no, he is. He is good. Like that, the dichotomy between him and uh, Bruce Willis is really fun. Yeah, definitely. Really fun. And he's obviously, you know, he doesn't want to be in the field because he accidentally murdered a kid. You find that about him as it's going through. He's doing this almost, he doesn't want to be there. It's like yeah. his last job before Christmas. Yeah. Great. Very phone, bo- phone booth. Yeah. Like it reminded me of phone booth. Yeah. There are little calls for some reason. Um, I, I think- like that dynamic of like him being inside. It would like put a, put a, put a whole like another like lens on an action movie, Definitely. like a cop action movie. Yeah. Definitely. And you get so much background on these characters without having too much dialogue, just telling you about them. It's, it's through their back and forth, the camaraderie they build is like this sort of, I don't know, almost Munchausen syndrome guy totally. stuck in a building. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I, it's really I, I really like how fleshed out the characters feel at any one time. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. And just how bad the police, the, the LAPD, like, Oh my God. So, so useless. So useless. Even like his boss. I hope that's not the way it actually I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> but then the FBI rock up and they're even worse. That, that makes sense. They're just gung-ho idiots. That makes sense to me. That adds up. Really? Yeah. The FBI is like useless, dude. <laughs> the FBI is like... The- Man, we watch Kills at a Flower Moon. We know they're not that bad. Oh, I mean, well, in that movie, they were good. Yeah, they helped. They just were a bit late. Very late. Sure, sure. Many women die screaming. Perhaps earlier. <laughs> so I could have been a little bit less depressed. Mate, the cat and mouse between McLean and Gruber through this, as they're... As uh, McLean's picking off, you know, like different versions of his henchmen, they all seem like the same one, but they're not. They all do seem like just a bit different. All the quippiness. All German. But they are all different. I love that. You've got the tech guy. You've got the Dolph Lundgren wannabe. So many tropes. Yeah, so many tropes. I love that about this. It's almost like he's built the Ocean's Eleven team to take to, (laughs) you know what I mean? I want to see the the getting the group together version of this where it's, Alan Rickman just Alan going around and like, like being Alan Rickman you son of a bitch I'm in it's like I want to see that that's what I want to see it's so good it's so interesting but the, like the way he's picking them off I really like so he's in the vent he's in the elevator shaft he's just using everything at his disposal 
to keep you know Gruber in the dark on where he is. He's obviously got the walkie-talkie, yeah, and he can hear what Rickman's telling like the police and back yeah, and forth. That, that's the interesting part that they're all like on the Connected. same line. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Getting, they can't like communicate without everybody basically knowing. I think my enthusiasm yeah. for this is overpowering yours quite a lot. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm very down for it. I, I'm, I'm all in with Die Hard. I think it's just uh, not much to analyze beyond. Like it's a really well constructed eighties trope movie that doesn't feel tropey in a bad way. It feels it like in a good way. Yeah, I agree. Does that make sense? No, no, I agree. I think it yeah. probably set up a lot of the tropes we now see done to death. And I think the thing that really stands out within that is that yes, it's a little tropey, but it's so well paced. You never feel like that. You never feel like oh, they're just now going to do this next, or yeah. this is the next thing they're going to do. It's it gradually unfolds and like the, the media in the background trying to find out where his kids are and yeah. then that unfolding and uh, Gruber finding out that um, Holly and McLean are actually married and then taking a hostage is so well done. And it, like, it has a lot of novel things that yes. like keep you like intri- intrigued or on your toes like or that are just really well thought out. Like the fact that the names are different, right? And mm. that's also ties to like part of why they have an issue. Absolutely. Like in that, that little, that's like kind of a nice little bow. There's a lot of those little bows. Yeah. And there's a lot of like little nitpicks with all these things in the film where you're like, why is she changing her name? And then it makes sense why she's doing that later on. And I really like some of the, the, the minutiae of this film. Like you say, like you say, that it's not a grandioso movie that you can pick to pieces and talk about all the different like, interweaving themes and tones and these big aspirational different you know um, ways of looking at cinema but it's just a really well constructed great action movie with a lot of heart it is it is and uh i think like i don't think that i, I i'm curious what the sequels are like oh you've never because seen because i like, well I, haven't, I barely saw this one I, i'm sure i've seen bits of them yeah right just because it's like i don't know how you recreate something like this because it is kind of like it's such a good idea. Like yes. have the cop inside saving people. The cops are stuck outside in a hostage situation. It, it's, it's like pretty novel. So the, the, so the second one is very similar as in it's set in an airport with like really similar, like through, through line to it. Basically just the exact same. Movie, yeah. It's, in an airport. it's, it's classic eighties, nineties, yeah. you know, like just remake. The Run thing it back. Again. Home Alone yeah. 2. <laughs> Where as uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, the third one, which is actually my favorite. It's set all across. I think it's New York. And he he meets up with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who's really, really good in it. And he actually gets a lot of flack, that film. But so effectively, the third one is Hans Gruber's brother. <laughs> it's really good. It's played by Jeremy Irons. He's really good in it. And so, like, I love that it's his brother. Yeah, like, they're both course. criminals. Of course, they had to be. And what he's doing is he is sending basically Bruce Willis on this wild goose chase, using him as like, not only to get back at him for the death of his brother, but also as a way of distracting the rest of the police. Yeah, He's giving him these weird little jobs and being like, I'm going to blow up a school and I'm going to do this. And all around the city, and they have, to, they have to work out all these like weird little trials while he's in the background as Hans Gruber was in this one, trying to exact his own plan while distracting everyone. It's really, really well done. I, taking it from like a small setting to like a much broader setting Really hard to do, but done really well. We nice. should definitely do that at one point. All right. Add it to the list. Not man. a Christmas movie, list. though. Not a Christmas well, this movie. One, this one barely counts, apparently, <laughs> so I can't imagine. It's not a Christmas song at the end. It's definitely yeah. a Christmas movie. What do you think about the action from Die Hard? Oh, it's, it's quite brutal. Yeah, it's bloody. Yeah. Very, I, I was like, I noticed that. Yes. Shooting people in the nuts. Yeah. Dude's head falling through a window. Yeah, like... The guy getting thrown out of a window. Yeah. Man, it's brutal. I mean, it's, it is pretty... I mean, it's... I don't, they don't make them like that. Anymore. No, they don't. I miss that. Not like big, big budget, like get a lot of people in seats action movies. No. They're not as, as brutal. So brutal. Um, and I think we miss a bit of that in cinema these days. For sure. I would say. I wanted, I wish this was a video game. Oh, that'd be great. A proper video game. Yeah, like a proper single player game, level by level. This would be perfect for Or you. like an open, like open, or it's like one of those ones like, do you ever play like the zombie game that Capcom made that's not Resident Evil? Um, Where it's set in a mall. Oh yeah, Dead Rising. Dead Rising, yeah. Where yeah, it's yeah. like you can like it, you can just like certain things are time bound, and you the, the game is built to be played multiple times through, right? Because like you can only do some, you can only make one choice, and like if you go to this part of the mall to start, you're gonna miss all these other side stories, and uh, okay. it gives you a different ending, kind of thing. That's interesting. So you could do something like that, where Imagine, it's like, uh-huh. who, which floor are you gonna tackle first? So you're gonna, you know, it'd be interesting. Imagine if you mixed that with like some of the survival 
horror element or just survival elements of like um just like last of us style stealth yeah yeah it'd be fun and just yeah you only have a certain amount of bullets you've yeah. got to like stealth around that'd be so good yeah, be super how has no one thought of that maybe they have and it's just on the super nintendo because it's sold <laughs> <laughs> like, oh we never we didn't we didn't talk about the um we didn't talk about the insomniac leak Oh, what's that? Uh, I don't even know. Insom- Insomniac, got oh, the hacked. werewolf, or the sorry, the uh, Wolverine, stuff. Wolverine one. Insomniac got hacked, but there's so much information out there. They're building up to like an uh, a, a full X Men game. That it's really interesting. I don't. I'm trying to stay away from it a little bit. Not but well. You, not well. More I, than but I did. <laughs> friend, friend of the show, Ollie knows way too much about this, and he keeps sharing it with me. And I keep trying to avoid it, but because they've already proven themselves out with Spider Man. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what they've they've said effectively. They're a bit like. You you go do this. Like but, the, what the, did Marvel just give them everything? M- my point is, yeah. I reckon that they were if that was coming. So from those guys, yeah. we would have known about it because Rockstar got hacked. They got yeah. hacked. They're like two of the biggest. Yeah, and they also within that league said that they for the first time Sony is genuinely concerned about Xbox since they bought uh, um, Activision Blizzard. I find that interesting, it, but then. They spent so much on it, they would have to surely put the games on PlayStation eventually as well. Surely. I think, I think the bigger threat is just that like Game Game Pass becomes something that is like Netflix and, right. and Sony's selling DVDs. That's the biggest threat. Interesting. I like if you're re- if you really think about like how we just got way off topic team. It's fun. But if you really think about like the streaming wars, right? Who who won you, to your point? Well, we video, talked about this the other day. Yeah, yeah. YouTube won. But keep talking. I'm realizing that actually goes against my argument. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. But right. like, my point is like that would be the risk. Like, they, they're like they're Netflix, they're like Netflix in gaming, and everybody else is too slow to catch up. Interesting. Yeah. All right. I still think a diehard game with those parameters we talked about will be at its Game Pass. Maybe I'll play. Add it to Game Pass. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah. Do you look, think people would buy that? I mean, I would. Well, the diehard game. Yeah, it wouldn't be that hard to make either. No, you Maybe just it, take, put it out a, for like 30 bucks. Take Alien Isolation, take yeah. all of that, add some of the Last of Us elements of the crouchingness, and then just put it in <laughs> a fucking mall or whatever. <laughs> and give me a sub, what is that gun? Uh, MP5. Yeah, of course. I need an MP5. because. Mm. But what, you only have five movie, bullets. What 80s movie doesn't have an MP5? You've got to have an MP5. It's crazy. They all have MP5s. And Berettas. <laughs> the the, two, the guns like, are so powerful They, they were well. like the like iconic guns of the 80s. Oh, they sure were. Yeah. Anyway, we get, we've got way off topic here. This all boils down to a culmination where effectively McLean has two bullets left and he's faced with Hans Gruber and Holly and he only has one opportunity to win and he shoots Hans Gruber and he falls out the window. Now, great piece of trivia about that before we get to trivia. Hope false. that guy's not a hostage. Yeah, there's, there's a great scene in that where um, Alan Rickman fall, does a very short fall down onto a landing mat. It's obviously all green screened at the bottom. But, but he doesn't die. Not in real life, thank God, because he's oh, a great... Yeah. Alan Rickman is a great actor. He is dead, unfortunately, now, though. Oh, um, that was bad taste. I it was, he was wasn't dead. it? Uh, Sorry. But, so, the director says to Alan Rickman, Alan, I'm going to count you down for three, three, two, one, and then you're going to fall. And he goes, three, two, and drops him on two. So the look of he shock... He was quite fair. It, it did look real. It's a real look of shock on his face. Yeah. So I love that. And apparently he refused to work with that director again. Not that he had many opportunities because he went to prison. Really? But it was like one of those things where it's like, fuck this guy. Because of that. I mean, it's pretty scary when you fall like a long way. And How long was it? I don't know. The a actual film, like it, like it looks he was, amazing. He's like at least on the fiftieth. <laughs> yeah, he's fl- he threw him he's off the fiftieth floor, like a long way. And if you remember as well, though, it's the eighties. They probably didn't have the proper precautions. It probably wasn't that yeah, well set up. Yeah, I'd be worried. Remember when we talked about gladiators? And they were just doing it on like a concrete floor. Yeah, that. It's that. Brilliant. Do you have any tones of themes for this then, DL? As oh, they ride off into the sunset. I think. Uh, what is what is the the. Th- the end all he basically apologizes so it's yeah, got to be redemption something, it's redemption it's also got to be like self-awareness maybe with hmm. what 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 leads him to appreciate what he had it's like a holiday theme of like appreciate that's what know? i was gonna say yeah, it something is like, all something like that of the christmas movie themes. yeah it has everything it's got redemption it's yeah. got families getting back together oh it's just a, it's all about love oh it's great it's just a shame he doesn't follow through with that in the next ones <laughs> um do you what we do now is we tend to do Three best and three worst. That's three reasons you might want to watch this movie and three reasons why you might not. We are going to skip worst because there is nothing <laughs> bad about this movie. But what are your three best from this DL? Bruce Willis and his slowly, as he slowly loses clothes. Yes. <laughs> 
and gets bloodier and looks more and more insane. Yes. Like he just Love looks it. like a homeless insane person. He, he does. I'm not surprised the FBI um, tried to shoot him. Yeah, what a debut, right? Uh, classic 80s movies vibes, just like all the tropes. I have Gotta that, love the it. 80s-ness. And great premise for a Christmas movie. Yes. Great yeah. premise for a movie, let alone a Christmas movie. Yeah, how about you, man? I just had uh, Hans, Bobby. No, the, qu- the quotableness of this. Like, we haven't even talked about that guy. He's great. The yeah, he, he's, he's a good, he like steals the show. Kind of. A little bit and then gets shot in the head. <laughs> yeah, but that's great. Quite... <laughs> but that's what I mean about all the surrounding cast. Like everyone feels fleshed out. Like you've met that guy. Like he's in real life. Yeah. You know that guy who's at Christmas party who thinks he could break up a terrorist attack. Yes. yes. Because he's done four lines in the bathroom. Like there is always that person within like a, an office building. <laughs> everyone see? there. You've met the woman who's constantly pregnant. She's there. You know what it's I mean? Constantly pregnant. <laughs> Did you did you see the Corbett Bros skit? No, which one? We're about the Christmas party. It's exactly that. Oh, it's that guy. He comes like it's like the the corporate family, like the CEO, the Brilliant. agent. You know how he does those renditions, and then it's just like a new character, and it's like the intern, and he comes out, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> and he's just Covered like, in it. I have some great ideas for the CEO. <laughs> it's just like it's great. You gotta watch it. Brilliant. Uh, my last one was the non traditional action hero. I love. They've created, like, this is a genre-defining movie just for that. I love that. Let's have more of that. I feel like we've gone back to that in, like, the 2020s, whatever we're in. There's too many steroided-up dudes who are the action heroes. Stop hating on Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth? Yeah, it's Hemsworth. I almost fucked it up. Pratt? Hemsworth's on steroids. (laughs) He's at least HGH. Definitely. Absolutely, definitely. Well, then, what we do now is we do a little bit of critical reception and if you can guess me, DL, first and foremost, what you think the IMDb score is for this? Eight. Oh, it's eight two. You were very close. I think that's a pretty good representation from IMDb. Pretty standard, I it's think. It's actually higher than I thought it would be, but it's a classic, so I get it. It is a classic. Rotten Tomatoes, thoughts, percentage? Oh, uh, God. These older ones, how do you know? Was Rotten Tomatoes even out? Yes. Uh, 85. 94. Uh. Rotten Tomatoes That's is mad. Rotten Tomatoes is too easy. It's either like way high. I know I need to be better. I feel like it's just like it's pole. It's polarizing. It's way high or it's like below sixty. It's madness. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Letterbox, my current favorite, which is uh, it's an all user based score, no critics involved, and it's always three point seven. So what is it this week? Deal? Four. It's four one. Yeah. Yeah. I knew. I got the money. I had a feeling. Yeah. If I mean, if it's ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes, you'd yeah. think users like it. No. Nah, usually, dude, it does not. Rotten Tomatoes could be like ninety five, then the other users three seven. Yeah, well, Three, five. I don't know why. It all comes down to our classic rating system, yeah. which is whether this movie is better or worse than the most average movie we know, which as of right now is Aquaman 2018. DL, it's better or worse than Aquaman 2018? It is much better. Much, much better than Aquaman 2018. And I'll leave it at that because we'll never see Aquaman <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> so we'll You will see it in the next three weeks. Uh, I'm going to say it's worse than Aquaman 2018 because it doesn't have enough Mark Wahlberg. Ah, <laughs> yes, he he is a blubberfish in that. He, he, could you imagine Mark Wahlberg in this? <laughs> as a, as a, what are they? Who do you reckon he would be? Oh, in in this? Yeah, who do you reckon would be in this? He he'd have to be one of the like office workers, one surely. of the hostages. Like, guys, what's going on? <laughs> what do we got to get out of here, guys? Money help. <laughs> He showed me. That's so good. They're shooting people upstairs. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, uh, I think it's, it's better. Of course, it is. Um, yeah. Just for all the things talked about, it's one of my all-time favorites. I watch this every Christmas. I watch this and I watch Love Actually every year. I couldn't get more polar opposite in terms of movies, yeah, but, I, but I, I bloody love it. I just love it. I think it's so good. It's for me. It's like up there with the ultimate Christmas movies. Nice. Do you want some true or false trivia to wrap up the show? You know I do. Brilliant. So. The fictional Nakatomi Plaza is actually the headquarters for 20th Century Studios. Is that true or is that false? Sounds true. It is true. The studio used one of its own buildings so they didn't have to hold back on the stunts stunts and action sequences, um, effectively allowing them to use bigger explosions uh, within the script. But they did have to shoot scenes where they were shooting guns at night so they didn't disturb the neighbors. I find that brilliant. <laughs> the neighbors. So, so dumb. Century yeah. City's like, we're going to, it's like Massive. a concrete jungle. Yeah. I can't believe that that, yeah. All right. True or false DL. The scene where McLean falls down the shaft was actually a mistake by the stuntman. So when he's in the, which, I think he's which in the part? He does elevator that. shaft and he jumps down. And he, and he catches it? He jumps down trying to catch the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a mistake? By the stuntman. Feels like, uh, that is 
false. Actually true. He was supposed to just jump down one and grab the first vent, uh, but he missed and slipped and continued to fall and managed to grab one further down. But it looked so good, they actually just used it in the final edit. But I like, think that's great. Surely that's not an actual elevator shaft. I think he was wired up effectively yeah, yeah. and jumped down to get a few, go down a few um, levels. It did look good. Yeah. It also looked like it would hurt. Yeah. Did it not? Yeah. Stuntmen, man, they deserve. They do. They deserve all the praise. Finally they then, do. true or false? Alan Rickman nearly passed on the role of Hans Gruber. Is that true or is that false? Sounds like a theater kid thing to do. True. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It, it, obviously, as I mentioned, ended up being his first role in uh, Hollywood. Um, he had only arrived in Hollywood two days earlier and was appalled by the idea of his first acting role being a villain because he thought he would get typecasted. So interesting. So many weird niche facts about this film. I absolutely love it. But thank you for sticking with it. And thank you, DL, yeah. for indulging me in talking about Die Hard. Finally watched me Die Hard. Me just gushing over it, I think. You, you watch it every year, don't you? Every year. Yeah, he's weird. You he really like it. <laughs> no, I would, I would put it on in the background for sure. It's a great background yeah, movie. Yeah. Great Christmas movie. I started watching this early this morning because I got up at like, I don't know, 6.30. I couldn't sleep and I wasn't going to the office and I had a bunch of meetings. So I was like, all right, I can get like an hour of this in now. Yeah, and just like the machine gun fire, Gail's like, "Turn it down." <laughs> That's a she's far away as well. Yeah, you must was, have it was, I don't think it was that loud, but it was like the machine gun fire is so much louder than the yeah, dialogue. Yeah, like yeah, so they yeah. didn't do the mastering right or something. Anytime hell, there's a gun that. scene, it's like it goes up. Like Did Chris Nolan make this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't tell you, guys. We want to say thank you so much for an amazing year. If for anyone who stuck with it this far, just this episode, we appreciate you. We appreciate you all. We are having a little break. We're going to come back mid-January when DL has finally seen Aquaman 2023 so we can rate it against our famous rating system. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for all of the correspondence. Thank you for sending us dumb memes. We appreciate you all. DL, do you want to wrap up our final episode of the year? We really do. Happy holidays, everybody. And happy holidays to you, Mr. Matthew Bliss. Happy (laughs) holidays. For editing and mastering this week's episode, if you'd like to hire someone to edit your podcast, maybe wait till after Christmas. This guy (laughs) needs a break, right? Head to MatthewBliss.net and book a consultation today. If you want to hear his work, From My Home to Yours is an expat repat podcast where Matt and his wife share their experiences and advice for others moving from Ireland to Australia or vice versa from Australia to Ireland I should or say. moving anywhere but really it's it's applicable yeah you know fish out, it's of, all good fish out of water yeah exactly going to a new pond just like Bruce Willis in LA yeah he was as a New York he was City really fish out yeah alright man until next time thank you everybody tally ho tally ho baby latest game